Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast here on a Monday morning, October 10th. Hey, it's my sister's birthday, so happy birthday, Casey. Uh, and Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre's birthday, so they're in very different places in life right now. I don't know where I was going with that, Jim, but how are you? What's happening? It's bright and early. Thanks for doing it. No, we got a recap. I love the recaps, the the. Because every weekend in the NFL is fascinating from gambling side and from just talking about football side. And after last night's game, Baltimore-Cincinnati, Lamar is going to have to step up. That's my number one takeaway from yesterday, from watching all those games. he That game was Baltimore's game. I know I'm getting right into it, but that was the last game and kind of last thing I watched last night, so I wanted to get it off my chest. But he that that was Baltimore's game. They played really well. That was probably their best game on defense because they're banged up. They really came out there, showed up, made Cincinnati work for every single thing they got last night. And I just thought Lamar missed two or three balls that I thought could have put that game where Baltimore was breathing easy. And instead, he had to be a hero just to get that. And and one thing about gambling on Baltimore, I, I don't and I don't want to talk about gambling all the time, but <laughs> the best thing when you bet on Baltimore is you get the kicker that because we talk about how much I hate field goals, just like you do. I'm, I hate it, but man, when you get one like him, it makes a difference. Cause they're, they're, they're hard to find. Not maybe not to the same um, as hard to find as quarterbacks are, but when you get a kicker like that, that's a weapon in the NFL. Like that's a reliable guy. I'm with you. This is a great game to start with. Um, but yeah, for, before I forget to fatty beer company, they're fueling our podcast as always. We're there every week. So just be on alert for those updates on when we're going to be in the house beers from all over the country, as we love to, as we love to note. So Kenmore, Orchard Park, Hamburg, downtown, Ellicottville, uh, check out one of their locations. Yeah, Jim. I mean that, I mean, Baltimore won the game, right? So yeah, they win. Yeah. So they can kind of gloss gloss over the fact, but the the point that you made 
it gets a little more lost, at least nationally. I, we're probably not going to be talking about it nationally no. as much as we should be because those are throws that any quarterback has to hit, let alone one of the, the best of the, of the very best. And he kind of left the door open for Joe Burrow and the Bengals and give Burrow credit. You know, it was a grinded out kind of game on their end, but that drive that they put together uh, to take the lead was, was impressed about as impressive as a drive as you'll see on the road to go 13 plays, 75 yards, 744. They ate up. And you're right. When you've got Justin Tucker, that's the thing. I, you know, I'm watching that drive and Joe Burrow kind of plows his way in. And I'm thinking, you know, the old NFL observer and me kicks right. in for, for a brief moment. It's like, wow, what a drive for Cincinnati. Like, all of us were freaking out about the Bengals two weeks in. This is the team that go long right. picked to win the Super Bowl. Right. And then, you know, because like back in the day, if there's a whatever it was, two minutes left, two minutes You're or not. less, you could you could kind of think that way. And no, you absolutely cannot think that way, especially when the team only needs a field goal, especially yeah. when they have Justin Tucker. It was pretty easy for the Bengals to just drive seven plays, 50 yards, tee up a field goal right down the middle. Yeah, and not many teams can say that. Because you have the, I mean, really, that that's the ultimate with Lamar's ability to get you to where he'll get you where you need to get to. Kicker can finish. That's a hard combo. But yeah, that that was uh you know, I know we both feel good about Baltimore and Cincinnati as far as postseason and making runs. They they both are capable. You can see it in both those teams still. You know, it's like you can see both those teams are gonna be if Baltimore's defense can play like that and really, you know, to, to, if they play like that and Lamar just has to, you know, I've, we've talked about this a million times. He can't be the reason they lose. Like, that's what drives me. That's where I always hold back from Lamar saying he is Josh Allen or he is Patrick Mahomes. He can't be the reason. And last night, I felt like if they would have lost that game, I thought he would – I mean, I thought that was on him a little bit. Now, that being said – they had some injuries at receiver. They're back. I mean, he, he also made – I mean, he just he, – he does so many special things. It's hard to ever say a bad word about him. But if I'm no, nitpicking but- and you're trying to beat the Bills and Kansas City, you have to make those throws. You just took the words out of my mouth. I could not agree more. With the way the Bills are playing, the Chiefs are playing, with the way you have to win in the playoffs in general, when you have throws to make – downfield and you know the thing is it's not like the Ravens have to operate like other teams in the NFL they, they don't have to matriculate the ball down the field right. like we always talk about right where you've got to hit throw after throw after throw after, because Lamar's so good they're the one team that can get away with saying that yet at the same time that's going to open up when Lamar Jackson's a threat to run for 100 yards any game and he can run power and he can run option play. He can run, you know, any any kind of run, running play that you want. When he's a legit running back, that's going to open up big plays in the passing game, one-on-one opportunities down the field. And he had those. He's got to connect on them. I feel like he did his MVP season, right? I mean, he right. he showed pretty good touch on the deep he ball. Had, yeah, I and I'm not sure how, why that hasn't really improved in the three years since. I know. I'm with you on that too. It's. It's not that he can't. I mean, it's just. I mean, it. It sounds so. It's. It does sound a little like. 
you got to make those throws. Like, yeah, that's, you know, it's like, why is he missing those throws? That's the real question. Like to your point, he has the ability to make those throws. Why is he missing those throws? So, but I will say that he he did earlier this season. He can do it. He makes it. Yeah. But you, it was what you said too. Like they're the only team that cut. There is one other team that is, is playing similar to them with how they can beat you. And it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Just, and, and, you know, not to, you know, let's talk about it. we we talked about go on go long our first pod this year they caught our attention right away like I started seeing that they were using Hertz just you know just like Baltimore uses Lamar and and as far as not exactly the same but as far as let's use him let's get the best out of what his he does best and I just they keep doing it that's a anytime look we talk about that get a win get the heck out of there Philly did it. <laughs> And keep on moving in this league. Keep on moving. Because you can be the Bills and win by 40 or whatever it was, or the Eagles. That thing counts the same. And and that's cliche, and I know that. But it, it really is something in the NFL. Like, you can celebrate win. However you get that win, it counts the same. And it means something. that I could think that for the Eagles was major. Like, Collect the to wins, go out there in the NFC. Yeah, I thought that was a big-time win for Philly. You know what? I, the only thing that I have in my brain from that 2017 Eagles win over the Cardinals is what happened at the end. So for those who missed it, second and 10 at the Philly 34, Kyler Murray takes off like he tends to do. He's got you know incredible speed, incredible evasiveness. But this was point A to point B upfield, saw lane, took it, and he slides. 36 seconds left. He slides, which is what you want a lot of franchise quarterbacks to do, making that kind of money. But not when there's 36 seconds left and you're driving into field goal territory. So that was mistake number one. He he gives himself up. So when you give yourself up, the ball spotted where you begin to give yourself up. Correct? So it's spotted right there at nine nine yards. So They're really good at that, too. those, Those officials are really good at that. And they've got the best view, right? They're they're looking at it. Yeah, but it seems, still seems hard to me to judge exactly when he gives himself up. Like, and I feel like they do a pretty good job of that. But anyway, sorry, you were, yeah. Third and one. Now yeah. at the Philly twenty-five, right? So, and you've got twenty-two seconds. Kyler Murray spikes the ball, just destroys it down, throws it away. So now it's fourth and one at the twenty-five. Granted, it's a it's a make it's a forty three yard kick. Justin Tucker hit it, but you don't have to be Justin Tucker to hit that. A lot of kickers can, but so I, I get the criticism for Amendola missing that kick. But, but that was that's about as putrid management like, from the quarterback right. position as you're going to get that point of the game where you give yourself up and you don't realize. Okay, third and one, it's a yard. You st- 22 seconds, you've got time to do something quick, get it, get a little closer. I don't care what the timeout situation is. You, you, you don't to botch it to that degree. You know, it's just going to make the criticism of Kyler Murray that much and, more loud. They're two and, and three, Barry. they're 0 and three at home. They can't win at home. Um, yeah. And Kingsbury too. That thing just has never, ever, you know, once again, I feel like we've talked about that too every year. It's it never looks good on offense. It always looks like 
Murray finds a way. Hopkins will bail him out. You know, some one of the, but they don't have Hopkins right now. And it's showing. I don't see the playmakers. And he missed, I mean, he missed throws too. I mean, he missed that one throw to Ertz that you can't, you know, you can't miss those. And so I, you know, we're seeing things with these quarterbacks that it's why they separate themselves in these situations, especially late in games. And I just, the NFC period. Now they kind of, we're talking about Arizona. It leads us to the Rams Cowboy game a little bit, man, Dan Quinn. I wonder, I was thinking about this yesterday. The Dan Quinn is his name going to be back on the map if he wants to get back in the head coaching ranks. I mean, he, he wore his time out in Atlanta. It was time to move on, but job well done. Now, obviously you got your, you got your superstar, but in, in Parsons, but he's done something. He's done something good there, you know. Regardless of whatever we want, however we analyze it, that defense is, you know, it's playing well. I mean, to come from where they came from. But that I think that's that the brand, number one that reason. Division, yeah, the Dallas is is a, is a legitimate no question playoff contender. You no know, question. Cooper Rush has been way better than than anybody thought he would be, but, but it's, his, it's this defense. This defense is incredible. They, you, they you held the Rams for 100 to 10 points. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like they were 13 on third down. They could, they, they, this did not look like the team that won the Super Bowl. They, they haven't this season, but this was no. anemic. Anemic. Um, well, it goes, it, this Dallas team, like, to, they have to play defense like this. I mean, it's not like they're lighting people up on offense. I mean, yesterday it wasn't like they threw the ball over the field or anything like that. They ran the ball well. They played defense. What you do when you have your back up in, and they're doing it, – it's – got to give them credit. We're hard on McCarthy. We're hard on – I mean, they have – they've done a good job of keeping it – I mean, to, to, when you lose your starter and you can win games in this league, you're doing something – like, you're coaching. You're, you're officially coaching. Like, you are win, in winning games, you're coaching. So, give him some, we got to give some credit there. I totally agree. I'm pulling up these two seasons because yeah, yeah, these numbers were uh, implanted in, in my head for so long, but it's been a while. So, you know, I, my number one criticism of Mike McCarthy, Jim, is that whenever Aaron Rodgers went down, it, the team just quit. It, it, yeah. They just kind of shriveled up. And um, I think a lot of teams would when you lose a Tampa. They were so reliant on the quarterback that they were basically exposed without him where a lot of that is the quarterbacks doing where he basically just was doing his own thing for a long time because he didn't respect Mike McCarthy. didn't respect the players coming in. He wanted to, to free, free freestyle and operate out improvisation with James Jones and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Greg Jennings, his old, his old pal there. So I get it, but he goes down, your team is shot. So you look back at 2013, I believe that was the collarbone season, right? Yeah, when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, they lose him against the Bears November 4th. Seneca Wallace comes in, they fall to five and three. And then you lose 
to Philly the next week. Seneca Wallace gets hurt right at the start of that game. So in comes Scott Tolzien. Tolzien actually played okay. Remember, they lost at the Giants after that. He did play, you're right. Uh, it's coming back to it, yeah. But he wasn't very – Scott Tolzien is, is Scott Tolzien. So they scramble. They pick up Matt Flynn, who's oh, good enough to get good. you a tie against the Vikings. And um, they they beat the Falcons. Jared Bush, who we had on the podcast, talked about the end of that game when he got into Tony Gonzalez's head. They Then they had the epic comeback against the Cowboys when they're getting, they're getting beat up bad. And they come back in the second half and win. But along the way, I mean, the Lions beat them 40 to 10. I mean, they they they, just, they fell apart for about a month where they didn't they didn't win a game five weeks in a row, and it, it, yeah, they were able to have that crazy fourth down play to Randall Cobb at Chicago to sneak into the playoffs. But right. that period in the right in the middle of the season kind of said everything you need to know. I thought about Mike McCarthy how they responded, and then you you saw it again in twenty seventeen. When Aaron Rodgers goes down, I believe that was 2017. Yeah, Brett, Hun- Brett Hundley comes in. He went three and six. Yeah, it's it's been the opposite of that with Cooper Cup. I, I, I expected the Cowboys to just collapse. It seemed like Dak Prescott is a top ten quarterback. Dak Prescott is a that last saving grace for the Dallas Cowboys when Jerry Jones is doing Jerry Jones things. And Jerry still is. I mean, he still says things that makes you shake your head. Like Tony Pollard busts loose for 60 yarder and every opportunity, Jerry Jones is saying, we got to get Zeke the ball. Zeke's got to be the focus. Well, Tony Pollard's really damn good. Anyways, the fact that they responded like they did probably has more to say about Dan Quinn and that defense and the talent they have on that side of the ball, but he's the head coach, Mike McCarthy, and they're winning games they have no business winning, so you do have to give it up to them. You are one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I like that. And it, and the stick in that division because you were talking about it with the Giants-Packer game. We can go into that. Yes. That, yeah, because that that's where you're making me think about that game. You're talking about Rodgers again, Tyler. I'll never understand him. I'm officially everything you've said since I've met you about him. <laughs> I get where I always just look at it as the front office side of it and I just can't get past his talent but that the way he act, the way he looks sometimes in games like yesterday I, that game that was their game to win when you're up like that with Aaron Rodgers you don't lose those games I'm sorry it's Daniel Jones give Dable credit getting creative direct snaps to Barkley doing everything you have to do when you don't have a quarterback and for Green Bay, that's bad loss for Green Bay. That's a bad loss for Green Bay. To be up on a team you're better than with Aaron Rodgers and to not finish that game off, bad loss. There's certain losses you could be like, nope, that was a bad one. That's a bad one for Green Bay. 17-3, to three, they're yep. rolling after rolling. the touchdown of Mercedes Lewis. Um, running the ball. I, I don't know why you don't run the ball at the end of the game. And Aaron Jones was outspoken afterward. Yeah, I saw that. He was honest and commendable. He's absolutely right. If Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon are given the ball twice to get a yard, they get that yard. Um, you know, was it, I, this is the age-old question, right? Is it Matt LaFleur in the plays coming in? Is it Aaron Rodgers 
changing those plays. It was age old. Be sure to listen to Aaron Jones's response. Uh, It sure sounds like the quarterback has that carte blanche, that autonomy at the line of scrimmage to do what he wants to do. He's the $50 million man. He's who this franchise has bent the knee to, as you put. You're probably right, justifiably so, right? You'd rather have one of these quarterbacks than not. But right now, he looks like an average quarterback. And I wrote, I'm going to write about the Giants and go along and take the Giants angle. To me, that was actually the, the takeaway is what Brian Dayball has done a month in. I get it. You know, they're not all pretty wins, but they're fighting in moments he, yes. where Joe Judge seems just laid on time. <laughs> Coaching matters. It's, Down 17 to 3 in London, and, and you come back like that. I'm in on the Giants right now. Long this term. is. This is coaching maxing out a roster. I, I agree. That's how I took it to yesterday. Like when I saw him just direct snap, whenever you start, I hate to say it, yeah. but whenever you start direct snap into the running back and yes, oh, it's you're doing what you can. You're doing what you can. But you're right. Green Bay. I mean, this is, this is a, uh, this is a bad, bad loss. Bad loss. I'm going to, that leads me to another bad loss, but let me know when you're ready to move on. Cause you, you, where are, are you when you talk about that? So, like with the Giants, you know, they still have major issues, right? We know that they're getting everything out, but that and that division has turned into a with Dallas and uh, the Giants and uh, who am I? I'm not the Red, not Washington. <laughs> everybody but yeah. Washington, Philly's it's, undefeated, it's, and the Giants or Cowboys yeah, are both. Everybody but Washington is coming to play in that division, so that's turned into a nice, you know, good division. But the Detroit Lions is the team I'm ready. Ooh. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, because they what cost. Happened? Yeah, what, what the hell happened? In what Boston? happened? I don't know. The, the that's defense why is no good. We know that. I mean, this we defense know that. is we not know that. Stop anybody, but, but offensively, that's a setback. Just that's a setback. Crashing back to reality, and then about you know ten feet under the ground in that reality. I I, I didn't <laughs> see that. They couldn't. You you probably watched this game a little a little more closely than me. What what did you see from the Lions? Well, I didn't want. I, how were they yeah, unable to I score at any point? Yeah, that's to me. I was like, I thought it was a good chance. For Detroit to show that, hey, I know we're, you know, we're one and three, but we're, you know, this is our chance to, you know, we're playing, you know, third string rookie quarterback. Yeah, that was, that's a setback, I think, for Detroit. I would agree. To to get whacked like that and to not really do anything, that's surprising to me. Um, When I say surprising, maybe disappointing is the word, because I keep, I've been back and forth. Like I want to believe that Detroit's heading in the right direction just because it is. I mean, the story is good as far as what they're trying to build there with, with Campbell, but that's they're far away if that's what they're putting out there. When you're one in three, now one in four. I don't know. I, I, I get the criticism because it, it just exposes the bigger yeah, issues word. at play. Right. Good word. Good word. Quarterback. What's the plan? What are we doing here? Yeah. It, it's Defense. Bright. Where do you even begin? Everything. I mean, outside of what a couple players, Aiden Hutchinson. But that's the part you drafted. Look, your first round pick was a deep, you know, it was a pass rusher. And it's like, but they need about everything else. 
That's the problem. Here's your buddy Dan Campbell after the game. Quote, to me, it's about as bad as it gets. It's the worst. It's where we're at. Sometimes it's going to get bad before it gets better. I believe we've hit rock bottom. Now the only place to go is back up. I, I'm still a sucker for his honesty. How many coaches just, just say, stand there and say, we have hit rock bottom, ladies and gents? That is self-awareness. That's a good quality to have. Like, he didn't, he's not hiding it. He knows that was a major bad, bad loss. Oh, I'm not, I'm not getting off the lines yet, though, Jim. I'm just, I'm not even saying that. It's, I'm with you. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying that's a, that's a setback disappointing where I'm going to take a little breather on the lines now. I'm going to let them, yeah, let's let them figure it out a little bit before we, when you talk about collecting those wins and why it's so important, though, I mean, they lost a three point game to Philly, that blew the game against the Vikings. They lost by three to the Seahawks. Like, yes, they're better yes. than a one and four team. No question, no question. Yeah, it is that game of inches, and this is what those players talked about. Those like, we are going to win that inch. Like we, Dan Campbell, Hank Fraley, and that. Granted, the story was primarily all about the offensive line, but that is where you win yeah. that inch. It's in the trenches, and mm-hmm. if they've shown anything, it's that as a team, especially defensively, something just goes wrong at the end of games. And then I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought that, and Hey, if you listen to the fatty locks, you heard me say this. Uh, I, I thought that the Patriots after playing so hard at Lambeau, that they would be right. so much emotional and spiritual energy and everything. Like the game plan that went into making Aaron Rodgers look like goo for a half before he turned it on and won. I thought that they would go home and it would just, you know, they'd get the Lions and the Lions are hungry as hell for a win and that the Lions would just come out. I, I was dead wrong. I, I I had it. I had it completely opposite. No, we're going to talk about being dead wrong. I actually, I'm, I'll admit it. I had the Steelers in my fatty locks. Well, let's get right into this game. No, I don't want to talk about it. You can no, I'm just kidding. But 31 to 3 at halftime. What? Like, what? What is this? What is that? The, the, what is the steel? What are the Steelers putting out there? I will say this. That that play Davis made, taking that ball away. That was incredible. I mean, that was it. Because we've been waiting kind of to see the break, Gabe Davis. I mean, I think we all knew that was coming eventually for him. The watches the Bills knows he's the talent is there. A Randy Moss stat line for Gabe Davis: three catches, one seventy-one, and two touchdowns. I like that. Uh, I like that. That's yeah. I mean, it started with the ninety-eight yarder. Yeah, I mean, he burns Levi Wallace down the field. They were they went after. Levi and Levi, he had a big interception early. He fought, but I mean, I don't, there's no match with Nothing these wide receivers said. when they're playing like that. Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Khalil Shakir looked pretty good. Uh, Getting his opportunity there, yes. with Isaiah McKenzie out. Um, Isaiah Hawkins, everybody chipped in. Quentin Morris had a, a 26 yarder downfield that was impressive. There's, That's why I said it's Mike Tomlin. I thought Tomlin was after the game, he, he basically summed up how we are. I mean, there's no reason to talk about it. We got smashed. They got smashed. I mean, that doesn't happen in the NFL a lot. 
So, you know, when you see a game like that in the NFL, it's things aren't good. I mean, the killer instinct that the Bills show is impressive where you've got yeah, an inferior yeah. team and you have your foot, foot above the throat and you just do not let up. It's It was like that start to finish. I don't I, I didn't hear Mike Tomlin's press conference afterward. I actually want to go back and listen because why kick field goals? They had two missed field goals. Tyler, along. I don't know. I know. Shellacking. It's. I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, it's almost like you're. Yeah. It's it's almost like you've got a team on on life support in a game, and you know you you take Ella's three year old you know uh, Coco Melon band aid. And you just put that Band-Aid over a tiny little scab on you. Like, what is a field goal going to do? What's the field goal going to do? And I, I say that. I'm the first person here to bang the table for Mike Tomlin. Long term, I love how he leads, how guys fight for him. But that's not inspiring much confidence or hope or anything in your team. Anything. You're getting your ass kicked. And you're settling for field goals that are going to make it a 31 to six game. And then you miss that field goal. As Rashid Wallace says, the ball don't lie. I mean, yeah, when those like kicks it. missed. It was like, there you go. If you're going to, if you're going to attempt these kicks for God knows what, you can't stop the bills. You've got, you, you might as well go for it on fourth down and try outside kicks the rest of the game. You, you cannot stop the bills. At least try to win. Pretend like you're trying to win. That was bad. I, you Man, here's another name: James Cook. He, he scored his first touchdown. I mean, I whoever say, had the ball was running, was running and catching and throwing all three of your defense. That's that that that's a Brandon Bean uh, personnel department. Uh, they may not have gone to bed last night. That's one of those where you're feeling real good. I, all the rookies were. I saw them all yesterday. Receiver, corner, both corner, all making plays, all making plays. What was the deal? Did Shaq? Did you did you think Shaq Lawson? Did you think that was? Uh, did you see that play? That Pickett was upset that he went pretty low. I it was. I could see I where. Have, yeah, I have to look at it again. You know, I my first instinct when I saw it was it was it seemed pretty dirty. It seemed low. pretty low. So here it is, right. thirty-eight to three. There's a minute left. I mean, that kind of stuff matters a little bit, right? And he. Well, you know, the second time looking at it, so Kenny Pickett's rolling right, rolling right, fading, throws, Lawson goes down to grab his ankle. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't look as bad the second time around. Like anything, though, if I looked at it too much, like my first instinct was, yeah, that's dirty, that's low, it's late in the game, what are you doing? Um, I know what play Pickett's reaction plays into it. Sometimes well, I, I, but I empathize with defensive players in general because, like, what the hell can you even do against these quarterbacks? This <laughs> like a Tom Brady and the Falcons game. This I is that's I, where I was going with that. It I seems was like more frustration for, down thirty-eight to three, too, right? So yeah, that's all that. I agree. I don't think that was, but the, I was. I wanted your take on that. That Tom Brady, because I know how you are with those calls. How could they justify that? How? I hate, I'm, and I try never to, it never comes down to one call. I'm not saying that's why they lost, but 
how can you make that call? God, it's just so, it's wrong. It's just wrong. I'm trying to see if there was a pool report. Like, did the officials explain themselves in the moment? Yeah, he oh, here did. It is. He, yep, he I did. did. Yep. Yeah. Jerome, that's right. Is it Bo- Boker? Because we've seen yeah. this official, you know, kind of front and center with the controversial yep. calls when yep. it comes to over over officiating. But okay, so here is the question. So those who don't know, like when there's a controversial play, you'll get a quote unquote pool report often, where there's a designated reporter for each beat, and like they can talk to the official about that controversial play, and that official has a chance to defend themselves. Which I always get a kick out of this, Jim. I mean. Win, lose, or draw, like, players are in that locker room for an hour, and they're asked by us about Everything. what happened. Right. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? The officials, they screw up all the time, and they're never held accountable. Like, they're if you want to ask them a question, it's through this, like, extremely official pool report, and it's one question, one answer, maybe two, maybe three if you're lucky. And that's – that's they're, I mean, they're not – they're not going to lose their job. I mean, they could lose their jobs. It's very hard for an official to lose their job. Right. They can be pretty terrible for years and years. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. That's a good way to say it. So the question, uh, Greg Allman, fantastic uh, beat reporter on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Athletic. He asked, Mr. Boger, am I saying it right? Is it Boger? So. That's all. I'm pretty sure, yeah. kind of want to call him Boger. There was a third down penalty where the Falcons had a rough in the passer called after sacking Tom Brady that extended the drive. And side note, yes, that's what it was. It was 21-15, I want to say. And Falcons need one more stop, end of the game. They appear to get that stop on third down. Falcons are going to get the ball back. They're hot on offense. Instead, drive extends, game over. All right, back to Almond. Just looking for clarification on what constituted that roughing the passer. Boger. What I had was the defender grab the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. That is what I was making my decision based on. Question. That play was similar to the play the injured Miami's quarterback, Tua Tungabayola. Is that something you have made a specific measure to try to watch out for, the takedowns on quarterbacks like that? Boger. No, not necessarily. Um, get, Grady Jarrett was the uh, yeah the player who I, hit, I didn't think it was – Unnecessary. I didn't think it was unnecessary. I didn't think it was violent. I thought Jarrett showed restraint. I thought that was everything you could want from the NFL for a sack. The the follow-up question makes sense in terms of obviously Tua when he's motionless in Cincinnati, it was sack and spun around and brought to the turf. I mean, I don't think that's just football. It's a tackle. Like what? What else are you supposed to do? I have no clue what you're supposed to do. the The letter of the law, Tom Pelissero, working for the NFL, cited Rule 12, Article 11, quote: When tackling a passer who was in a defenseless position, e.g., during or just after throwing a pass, a defensive player must not unnecessarily or violently throw him down. Insane. It's insane. That's, the way those rules are written, you could justify every single call. You know, it's still a great area. The way everything's written, it's still a judgment call, and you can justify it with the way it's written. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Right. That he even said that in the same tweet. You know, working for the league. Obviously, there's room to disagree on whether that applies here. It's kind of the point of the NFL, right? I mean, kind of muddy everything up, confuse everybody. 
And then you can just interpret the way you want to interpret. And we got into it last week, Jim. I'll try not to rant too much here. The NFL will, will eliminate all of this bullshit. Most of this BS once and for all when it just owns its violence. Just know that this is a violent game. What, unless you just put flat, just literally put a flag in the quarterback, make it touch football. Like what is Grady Jarrett supposed to do there? Like every player that is flat for these roughing the passer penalties before him, what is he supposed to do? He didn't blast (laughs) him in the head. He didn't blast him in the knees. He just, he literally is arm tackling him to the ground. A lot of these quarterbacks are big dudes. Like, they're not I mean, just going to go down easily. And, like t- Josh Allen, I mean, you better be trying to wrangle him to the turf. So you've got to attempt to tackle somebody. I mean, it's a tackle sport. So it's just, it's shame, shameful hypocrisy from the NFL, which is par for the course. And yeah, Atlanta, I don't know if Atlanta wins that game. It's beside the point. It's right. It's, it's, it's just an asinine penalty in a huge moment, the least that the officials can do, right? They're, they're following letter of the law. They're trying to follow this rule book. The absolute least they can do for sanity's sake is just swallow your whistle. Unless it's absolutely egregious with two, three minutes left. It, just, just let guys play, get get the hell out of the way. And he didn't. That's what you, that to me is the goal. I mean, you'd like that. Yeah. I, I know. I hate talking about it. Like, I don't even like talking about it, but you've brought, I, I mean, it makes I, you feel dirty. Yeah. Cause we, but we see it every week and it's almost like, I don't know, to, to not bring it up. I don't want to just ignore it, but like, I like how you said that. It, we don't know if that would have changed the outcome of the game, but right. let them, let them, let the players make the outcome of the game. Not that. Or just go, go one way or another. One it's, way ta- it's tackle football. It's a physical it's game. Maybe quarterbacks are going to get sacked, and that's that. Or make it flag football. Start running the infomercials every Sunday. You know, spam us into oblivion with your initiatives, and just tell tell us like, injuries are part of the game. Concussions are part of the game. It's as long as you have blocking and tackling, it's going to happen. So either own it or one way or another, I should say. You own it and you think it's okay, or you own it and you're finished with it. And they'll never be finished with it, right? Because that's why football's so popular. It's these are gladiators. This is what we love. Like th- these are guys doing the type of stuff that we couldn't be, able, we wouldn't be able to do. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> I know, I know. I want to say, like we say, I want to see same it all, spaces but... or octagons, right? Like yeah, pick dude, one, pick whatever one. it takes. Like I always say, take whatever you want, do whatever you want, survive, let us watch it. It's entertainment. It's violent athleticism. And honestly, I got this book right by me, The Blood and Guts. I know, I keep staring at Blood to it As much as anything is these are the guys preserving that violence. It's a huge reason why I and so many people love the game. It, it, these are gladiators in a profession doing something that nobody else on the planet can do. And we get somber on this podcast talking about how violent some of these games get in these. It, it is hard to watch sometimes, 
but we can either acknowledge it or put our head in the sands, pretend like it doesn't exist and try to find us a middle ground that just isn't really there. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry, Jim. No, I was laughing, thinking about putting your head in the sand, acting like something doesn't exist. That's that's what I feel like some of these teams are doing with their quarterback situation. Like, we're just going to act like we don't like Detroit. We're going to act like we don't have it. Uh, the New Orleans, we're just going to keep snapping the Taysom Hill. Giants, we're just going to snap at the Barkley. Like, there's, there's big issues in, with those teams, but they're finding ways to win, like the Saints yesterday. I, yeah. That – Here's what's funny. So I t- that was one of my fatty beer locks. Um, that's not how I saw that game playing out, a, a shootout with Taysom Hill. And, like, I didn't see that. I thought it was going to be, you know, the Saints put a lock down. That defense is tough. They put a lock down. Geno Smith, I give him credit. It's nice to see him take advantage of his opportunity. Um, it tells you a lot about Gino as a professional and his toughness. The Saints find, finding ways to win. Taysom Hill this week can't last. That doesn't last forever, but week to week. Nine carries, a buck 12, and three touchdowns for Taysom Hill on the ground. How do you predict? You can't predict that, right? They got Kamara going, too. Well, That's that was virgin. like, yeah, that, right. You know, he had about 200 total yards, and Chris Olave, he might be a stud. They've, stud. they've got some players. No, they're, they're – yeah, they, they're and missing one three, thing. You can talk yourself into the Saints, kind of working their way back into the mix. One thing. QB. QB. So, will they just yeah. take your advice and just roll with Andy Dalton? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Especially if you – especially if they can win Jason Hill. Yeah. They know how to. They know how to win now. They'll they'll find a way to be productive with that offense. There's too many good players. Like they have more talent than the Giants have right now, as far as like around the quarterback position. Yeah. You know, like we're talking about the gimmick stuff, but the Giants are. The Saints have they they have legit. I mean, their offensive line's good. Their skill position, like they're better. They're prepared to win. They're prepared to make a playoff run with what they have. The Saints, I think. In this NFC, they know how to I mean, operate. Yeah, they. Pete Carmichael has been there long enough. The offense coordinator, he knows how to. He'll mix in. He knows how Coach Payton. They used Taysom Hill before, and they can probably call the game. Dalton Breeze. I mean, as far as the mental part, I'm sure he's professional enough to get everything done. They'll they'll make it work. You know that with Dennis Allen and the talent they have on defense, the defense is going to yeah. be right when they need them to be right. I Tyron thought Matthew. so. I don't. I mean, they couldn't slow down Seattle, but yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe I mean, Gino I thought Smith that's how I thought. thought. I know that's why I'm like, that's what I thought. Yeah. Real quick, Jets. What do you think of that Jets win? I know Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, so. But. I- Honestly, Jets, whoever was Jets playing a quarterback fucked, yeah. in Miami, that's an impressive win for the Jets, 40-17, to 17 to, Still to good. close a game like they did, get 21 the points in the fourth. Get the win, get to the next week, and, and keep learning, figure it out. Completely. I mean, I think yep, that uh, hey, so what, Brees Hall could be uh, – I mean, you see the way he carries they, the ball. There's something special to him. That's what I was saying about this team. They have talent. 
you know, if Wilson can somehow figure it out, and I still don't know that, and I'm still not ready to say he has at all. Because look at Trevor Lawrence. We were high on him first quarter of the season, and all of a sudden we're back to he, he's, he still looks young. Best rookie in the NFL this season, Sauce Gardner. Wow. He doesn't look like a rookie either. Just physically, the way he looks and plays, he plays confident. Looks he like, he, you know, when you see that rookie playing with confidence, that means mentally he understands what is asked to him and he is ahead of the game. That's a good, that's a great call, Tyler. He, he's, that's a great call. I've got to pull up the exact numbers. If there's uh Jets fans listening, they, they might have it at the tip of their tongue, but I mean, their, their secondary historically was one of the worst. The worst. Last like year. couldn't slow down anybody. I mean, they, they were 32nd in points allowed and yards allowed as a defense. Something the Jets hadn't done since 1975. They allowed 29.6 points per game. This is with a defensive head coach, right? I mean, they're, they're DBs. We talked to Michael Carter, the other Michael Carter, right? Michael Carter, the second on defense about this all for a feature at the site and I mean, I, they had moments where they beat, they beat, they beat Cincinnati, they beat Tennessee, two playoff teams. But by and large, they're giving they're giving up yards and chunks, points and chunks. So to go out there with Sauce Gardner as a rookie, I don't like I said, I know no no Tua, I get it, but still Tyree Kill has proven it yeah. doesn't really matter what else he got going. He's that talented. Jalen Waddle's got speed for days. Yeah, you got to give credit on. Yep, I agree. Hill's longest reception of his seven receptions, 13 yards. Jalen Waddell, 11 yards. He finished with three catches. I mean, they didn't, they were total non-factors. So, all right. Any other, anything else we want to hit on here? Maybe a couple quick ones. How about, uh, that was the, um, uh, the, uh, Vikings eking past the um, bears <laughs> collecting a win. Strange. That's one of those games where it was, you know, it was like, wow, that's over. And you, you kind of don't pay attention to it. And then all of a sudden the Bears are winning in the fourth. How? How? Then you see the highlights, great catches from Mooney, long runs from Fields. Say, you know, it, it still isn't a sustained way to succeed in Chicago playing that way with highlight catches and long runs from your quarterback. You still need some more detail in the offense. Um Minnesota, I can't – that one I'm confused on, how they can't get that lead and just, you know, put the put your foot down and control the game. Um, but that's – once again, get the win, get out of there. But the NFC is so – I mean, Philly, San Fran, Green, like, I don't know. You can see anybody. I mean, you really can see anybody. Like, to me, the AFC is KC, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, um, I mean, obviously everybody has chances, but those two teams seem so good to me. Hard to imagine where the Vikings would be uh, without Justin Jefferson. He is maybe the best non-quarterback on the offensive side of the ball in the league. What a difference maker. So as long as he's healthy, the Vikings, I know we're, we're not going to get a – not going to over – Emphasize no. over below a win against no, the Chicago Bears, but 
they've, they've got, I think that's what it comes down to is like, what can you hang your hat on in, in a muddled conference? And the Vikings yeah. can really hang their hat on cousins, giving Jefferson a shot that can travel that can take down any team. And they're at the four and one The Packers have some issues. They, they smack the Packers around in the opener. They're not going to be afraid of green Bay. Um, I just, we'll see. There's one team that just keeps that, that 49er team. You just, yep. That's that team is prepared. They, they know each other familiar, been there, done that tested all that, all the cliche stuff we like to talk about that they have it. Can Jimmy G can Jimmy G man, but man, that once again, I just, whenever you go grill, Oh, it's look, Hey, I was, I was thought maybe they could, I thought maybe Mayfield would give them a shot of life this year. Wow. Enough, enough, enough. Yeah, I'm with you on San Francisco. They're they're the best. I I think they're probably they're three and two. I get it, but um, yeah, it's I'd probably predict. I'm just yeah. We're talking big picture, right? We know that that team has been there, done that. So we know they'll be there. They'll be ready for that playoff run. How how's this for the next two games for Kansas City? The Bills, right? Obviously, that's going to be the game we're all talking about all week. Yeah, and then they have San Francisco, San Francisco, and Kansas City, and Santa Clara, October twenty third. Potential. Get one. They need to get one of those. They'll, they they got to find a way to just win. I can't. The Bills are. I think somebody told me the Bills are favored in KC. I think the Bills are going to be favored. Whoever they play and whenever they play them, when they. I just I just thought in KC, but that that tells you a lot. That tells you a lot, though. I'm with you. I mean, gee, I mean, Kansas City is eliminate, eliminated in the last two years. I beat them three of the last four times. So yeah, it, you would long think, week. But, That'll be for a fatty beer discussion later in the week. Yes, the Bills, gonna, we'll definitely take time to dive into the Bills and that matchup at length uh, for our midweek pod. So be on the lookout for that. Until next time, thank you everybody for listening for watching. That is your week five wrap. As always, be sure to head on into Fatty Beer Company, wherever you have a fatty near you, if you live in Western New York. Enjoy yourself a sour, an IPA, a pumpkin beer, perhaps. It's that time of year, right, Jim? Gotta stay warm. Thanks, everyone.